pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's get funky like a Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Woo! You know, two dudes talking sports. It doesn't matter what your names are. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. God created the heaven. He created the earth. He created the Kenny and JT show. Have a great show. Right. We're coming to you live from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Go ahead and sing it in a little bit, Eric Brook, right there for us. The All Star break is over. that for four hours <laughs> i like it but i don't know if i like it for four hours <laughs> oh man we've got a what is this a cyo game going on right now sure seems like or it. or junior high game or something we've got uh, a team in the green and yellow and a team in the wine and go- <laughs> wine and gold <laughs> playing right here tonight at uh, rocket bucket field how about the kid we just saw some kid yeah for one of the teams, drove the length of the floor, threw it off the backboard, mm-hmm. grabbed it, and then laid it up for a layup. Did a, a little dipsy do well, for two. They noticed that his time. number was number 33, like Larry Bird. Yes. I yes. think you should go down there and post up one of these kids. I, I think you could take them. I could score on any of these I kids. I think so. I'm 60, and I, I'm 60. I like to kick, <laughs> and I like to stretch. Uh, the only good thing about this is we're going to get to see some really good basketball a little bit later on. As the Cavaliers host the Orlando Magic, Orlando right now in the eighth spot in the East. Cavaliers holding on at number two. Cavaliers, 36-17. and 17. We yep. forget how good this team is coming out of that all-star break. 29 games remain, Kenny. Uh, you know what? And the schedule is not favorable to the Cavaliers. 13 at home, 16 mm-hmm. on the road. Uh, a lot of those, uh, you know, 29 games are against playoff contending teams. Uh, what is it? Five back-to-backs uh, yeah. in the last three or two and a half months, whatever it is. So it's going to be a challenge for J.B. Bickerstaff yeah. and the Cavs. And tonight we'll see if Donovan Mitchell's going to play. He had an illness. I think it might have been going around All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. Um, because uh, Paolo Banchero has an illness, and he's questionable for mm-hmm. tonight's game for the Magic. So we'll have to see come game time if, indeed, uh, both of those guys are in the lineup tonight. You know, it's amazing when you start looking at the schedule and you say, oh, my God, look at all the back-to-back games. Look at all the travel. But then you forget about how young these guys are. And it really doesn't affect them the way that we would think it would be. You know, a lot of times you say, oh, there's a second night of a back-to-back. If you're going to wager anything, take the, the other team that's more rested I don't think it matters when you're 27, 28, 29 years old. Here's what I'll tell you about tonight. I I was going to wager, and then I I remembered something that we talked about on the radio before the All-Star break. What's that? 
you don't know what's going to happen the last game before the All-Star right. break and the first game coming out of the All-Star break Fair because enough. of uh, that seven-day layoff. You got guys that had uh, reservations for Cancun and the Bahamas going into the break. Yeah. Now you've got guys coming out of the break that were in Cancun and the Bahamas, right. and others were at the All-Star game, and they're sick. So this yeah. is a game I, I think the Cavaliers will win tonight. They should win tonight, but uh, I stayed away from this game and every game on the docket. Cavaliers an eight and a half point home favorite wow. tonight, and you're right. And I didn't think about this till you just mentioned it. Georgie Niang uh, was sitting in in the post game last week, and he said basically, "Can't wait to get home. Take some days off. Drink some wine. Drink maybe eat a little bit too much. Right? Right. Yeah. Maybe you do come back a little bit out of shape. The good guys, the great guys, will rest the first day." maybe two days, and then get a good three, four days in in the middle of it, right? Conditioning, get mm-hmm. some shots up and everything, and that way it won't take you but maybe a, a practice or a practice in one game to get back to where you were before the All-Star yeah, That's break. like Lieutenant Dan used to say, got to get my sea legs there, Forrest. But you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, even AC like that yeah, one. Yeah, he'll be here. I, what was I? Oh, I was watching Criminal Minds last night, Did and you? Lieutenant Dan popped up as one of the investigators. Okay. I'm okay. like, there's Lieutenant Dan. Now he's Inspector Dan. Gary Sinise. Yes. Might be the only guy what, that I know his name. What's his band's name? He, I don't know, because there was a band in Columbus that was called Lieutenant Dan's New Legs, and they got a cease and desist order. Okay. I think All right. his band is the Lieutenant Dan Band. And the band in Columbus was Lieutenant Dan's New Legs. They weren't allowed to use the name. They just go by LDNL. Oh, all right. Thought I'd try out my sea legs. Thanks. You ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dang. (laughs) Lieutenant Dang. (laughs) Forrest. Forrest Gump. Look at that kid jacking up a triple from the NBA line. See, how many already have we seen these kids, and let's say they're high school kids at at the oldest, more like junior high kids maybe, right? They're all coming down, and they have the, the high school three-point right. line on the floor for these kids, but they're out there throwing alley-oops and off the backboard, and they're all trying to jack one up from beyond the NBA three-point line, man. Can you imagine you're this age? You get the opportunity oh. to play at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. You score one bucket. You're taking that bucket with you for the rest of your life. Yep, and I'd shoot 30 times. If I, Why wouldn't you? If I were playing on this floor like that as a kid, now, I had the opportunity to play in a couple of charity games here, you know, when it was right. uh, Quicken Loans Arena, or what was it then? Quick, no, it was the gun, gun. then Quicken Loans, and now Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> Get it right, Rhoda. Um, so I've had the opportunity to run up and down. Dude, it's a lot bigger than yeah. uh, the high school floor, man. I mean, this is 94 feet from baseline to baseline, and that three-point shot, man, you got to put a little extra oomph. Uh, in that sucker, but I was able to nail one of those. I, it I looks it. like nothing when you're watching it on TV. Right. You know, because they make it look effortless. I'll tell you something else. It looks slow when you're here. When you're watching those bigs, because, look, if they exert too much energy, they're going to run out of gas really fast, too. Yep. But when you watch it on TV, you don't understand how slow the game really is when you watch it here in person. All right, so we are here at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse before tonight's game against the Orlando Magic. Pre-game is 6.30. Tip-off is 7 o'clock, so we'll take you up to 6.30. Here's what we have in store for you today. Our good buddy, the voice 
of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Tim Alcorn, going to join us at 4 o'clock today. And he said, I'll stay as long as you want me. So we'll keep him for five minutes. Um, and then <laughs> uh, coming up at about 5.40, outstanding Cavaliers beat reporter Chris Fedor for The Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. Uh, he will join us today. Uh, we are also going to hear from the head coach of your Cleveland Cavaliers, J.B. Bickerstaff, and his pregame comments uh, here tonight. And I meant to ask you, any luck? Uh, is Alex Simon going to be here tonight? He's performing. I don't know what time he'll be here, though. Text We'd love to get him on. So text him, okay. see if he can stop by, because yep. uh, we're sitting up in the media section uh, doing our show, watching these uh, young kids play down on the floor uh, and bringing you uh, a pre-pregame show, if okay. you will, uh, for the Cavaliers as the All-Star break. Now in the books, it's over. Now it's go time. Yeah. And, and this is where, JT, you see the veteran team start to turn it on. This is where some of the veteran players, even though there's – not as much load management, right? This is where the Giannis Anatokounmpo's, the Damian Lillard's, the LeBron James, although he might not play tonight for the Lakers, uh, the out. Anthony Davises, the Steph Curry, this is where they go, okay, it's crunch time. This is positioning time for the postseason. We don't want to be a play-in team. We want to be a guaranteed playoff team, and we want to be the highest-ranked playoff team we can be. This is where the, the veteran teams uh, especially with postseason experience, really start to turn it on. And let's see if the Cavaliers have learned their lesson from play-in two years ago, playoffs last year, to maybe taking that next step. That's true. It's almost uncharted territory for us because we have to remember when LeBron was here, when you're a perennial playoff contender, and you're in the playoffs every year, yep. and what will we talk about? They could turn the switch on, turn the switch off. We also remember this, too. When LeBron was here, it didn't matter where they ended the regular season. True. And I think it does matter a little bit more with this team. Now, whether or not they end up at number two, I don't know if it's that big of a consideration, but it sure would be nice to be number two and get some home field play, uh, home court playoff games when the, when the playoffs do start. Now, remember, they were four last year and had that series at home, and it didn't do them a doodly squat. They lost four games to one. But if you're the two seed, that means you're playing the seven seed, and you would hope that that's a team that you match up better with or that you are just flat out better with and should beat. What scares me, and I said this uh, a while ago, is that maybe one of these teams that's more battle-tested in the postseason, more veteran leadership, ends up at number seven, and you get the Miami Heat in the first round, and I would not like that. I'd rather take them than teams that are getting healthy at the wrong time for us, like the 76ers or the Knicks. I mean, Randall's still out, Embiid is out, the last thing you want to do is get into the playoffs and have to face Joel Embiid because they dropped to number seven. Well, that's the other team. Here, here are the standings in the Eastern Conference as the second half. I know it's past the halfway point, but this is the start of the second half, okay? Boston, 43-12, and 12, number one seed. Cavaliers, number two seed, six games behind the Celtics, so a comfortable lead for the Celtics. Three seed is the Milwaukee Bucks. Cavaliers lead them for the division championship by two and a half games. The four seed is the New York Knicks. Uh, the number five seed right now, the Philadelphia 76ers. The sixth seed, the Indiana Pacers. The seventh seed, the Miami Heat. I'm a Heat, I'm a Heat, I'm a Heat. Hot Rod Williams, God rest his soul. Uh, the eighth seed, the team the Cavaliers are playing tonight, the Orlando Magic. Uh, and then the nine and ten teams for the play-in are the Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Hawks. Mm -hmm. So that that's what we're looking at at the start of this second half of the season, right. and the Cavaliers with 29 games left to play in the regular season. 
I think you get the Knicks at the 76ers tonight, too. Okay. So something's going to bode well for you no matter what happens here. But like you said, we don't know what to expect because first game back, not that much unlike the last game before the break, too. Yeah, they struggled, but they got the victory. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10. But we both thought that a lot of times when you're 9-1, and one, you want to keep playing, right, because you're on a roll. They looked winded. They, I don't want to say they limped into the all-star break, but they were uh, slowly walking into the all-star break. Well, you know what else, too? Dean Wade was out. We still are trying to see what we're going to get from uh, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, which hopefully they didn't take off during the all-star break. Maybe they still got some running in or, you know, did some conditioning or something because once this team gets really going with Darius Garland, it could totally be a different juggernaut than we saw even though they had won so many what was it like 21 and 3 when they were both out or something like that uh, they finished i believe they finished 15 and 4 um no i take that back 18 and 3 because it was a combination right. of 19 and 21 games so 18 and 3 with one or both of them out and uh, they rattled that off donovan carried the team was outstanding that's why he should be mentioned in the mvp conversation for what he did there while those guys were out and they really, we were wondering, are they going to struggle when those guys come back? A little bit, but they still won basketball games and won nine of their last ten. Mm-hmm. And so you hope that the advantage they will have is that with Mobley with that knee surgery out 21, Garland 19 with the broken jaw, that those guys like Kyrie Irving in 2016, right? He only played 33 regular right. season games, so he was fresh for the postseason. That's what you hope happens with Mobley and Darius Garland. Well, Garland was frustrated, obviously, with his shot. Hadn't come back yet. Evan right. Mobley was playing really well. In, in fact, it, it seemed as though he was really working on his perimeter game. He's knocking down threes. He wasn't <laughs> playing with his back to the basket the whole time. He was really making great strides offensively. You already know he's one of your best defenders on the team, right? Yep. If not the best defensive player on this team. So, I mean, Garland comes back with a fury right now. It's going to be interesting to see because as far as health is concerned, Kenny, we are one of the healthiest teams in the East, not named the Boston Celtics. Tonight we'll see, um, hopefully, that Dean Wade is back coming off the bench. Dean Wade might have to start tonight if uh, the illness is too much for Donovan Mitchell, and he can't go. We'll see. Uh, you know, Maybe JB will tell us around 5.15, I think, is when he's speaking. We'll have it for you, uh, you know, after we get it from the Cavaliers around 6 o'clock tonight. Um, but, yeah, we'll find out if Donovan Mitchell's a – a go tonight, or if he's not, hey, so what? Somebody else has to step up. Right. You've, you've faced that already uh, this season. I think Donovan's missed eight or nine games yeah. already this season, so you've played without him too. You hate to do that, but it's good uh, that you've had that experience, so it's not uh, foreign to you should you have to do it during the second half. Well, it's good for J.B. Bickerstaff, and he learned early on this season that he could rely on his bench, and there were names there that we had never heard, and these guys stepped up like Craig Porter Jr., and Sam Merrill. So, I mean, it's nothing for this team to go if they wanted to. He could go 10-11 deep. He doesn't like to. He'd like to keep it around eight players every night. But at least you know you can rely on these guys. That's the good thing about this team this year is the fact that you really don't have as much of a drop-off when the second unit plays as you did last season. So things bode well for the Cavaliers. Just stay healthy, man. They added to the bench by adding to the starting lineup. And what I mean by that is, Trading for Max Struess, right, and signing Max Struess moves Isaac Okoro where he should be, mm-hmm. on the bench, coming off the bench as your sixth, seventh, or eighth man for defensive purposes. Dean Wade 
healthy now on the bench. Georgie Niang, veteran, uh, you know, big body, if you will, the G-Wagon coming off yeah. the bench. Tristan Thompson out with the suspension for PEDs. Well, he'll be back eventually serving that 25-game suspension. So you've got experience, yeah. big bodies, as well as uh, mobile bodies that you have now that you can bring off the bench. And let's not forget uh, the three-point sniper uh, right. in Sam Merrill that you can bring off the bench as well. They added leadership, toughness, shooting, and everybody looked at it, or at times we looked at it towards the trade deadline and said, wait a minute, why aren't they doing anything? They already did something. They reestablished what they needed to get done in the offseason to move in the right direction. But, again, like I said, I don't know if you really expected Sam Merrill to do as well as he had. And let's see how he plays in this second half. Yeah, because guess what? Teams now will have a scouting report that, hey, get up on Sam Merrill. Don't let him, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, quick flick, as Timmy Alcorn likes to say. Make him put the ball on the floor. Make him drive to the basket because that's not uh, his specialty. Kenny, I've been watching a lot of college hoops lately to get ready for March Madness. And it's amazing to me when these coaches look at a team offensively, all they care to do now because shooting isn't as good in college basketball as we've seen recently they just keep pushing them out. You push these guys out, make them take longer shots. Or how many times have we seen Sam Merrill get the ball in no man's land and can't quick flick it from there because he's too far out? So these are the same types of things that you want to do is get your defense to push those shooters out further and make their shots tougher. Because have you ever seen a Cavs team want to hoist up as many threes as we've seen in the first half of this season? No, and that was their goal, especially yep. when all the injuries occurred. They had the the lineup that would spread the floor where instead of having two bigs with Mobley and Jared Allen, right, you only had Jared Allen. So you put four guys around Jared Allen to space the floor, and and all four, uh, you know, can launch threes. And so they said, you know what, let's shoot about 40 threes a game. And if we make 10, one for four, that's Mm -hmm. 25%. Let's hopefully get it up to 35%, but that's okay. We need to make double-digit threes every game as well as make our free throws to make up maybe for the easy buckets we're not getting inside. Problem is, when they're on, they're really on. When they're cold, they're ice cold. They're tied for 18th in the league, three-point shooting percentage at 36.1. We'd like to see that get up to around 40, wouldn't we? I don't know if it's possible, realistic for a team, the entire team, to shoot 40%. I don't know what the record is. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the single-season record is for a team's shooting percentage from beyond the – I've got to believe the uh, – not the Spurs, the uh, Golden State Warriors probably have that record, but I don't know exactly what it is. So uh, if the Cavaliers as a team can shoot 35% every game, I'd take that from three-point range in a heartbeat. Give me 45 to 50 from the field overall. Give me 35 or more from three-point range. And with their defense, that'll give them a good chance to win games. Well, that's good news right now for the Cavaliers. They're 10th in the league at shooting field goal percentage-wise at 48.3%. So that's not horrible. No, it's not. I mean, it's not great. You'd like to see it be better, but it's not 30th out of 30 like the Guardians are with home runs, which is (laughs) terrible. Um, But... um, Hey, this team, they did a lot in the first half, got everybody's attention. Now let's see how they respond to having that bullseye on their back, not only individually with some of the guys, but overall as a team. You know Milwaukee's going to be coming hard. 
Milwaukee, they yeah. think this is their division to win, and they've had to make adjustments with Damian Lillard and company. Yeah. So let, let's see how the Cavaliers handle the charge that's going to be put on by the Milwaukee Bucks. They've got bigger problems in Milwaukee, and one of them is I don't think they like playing alongside each other. I don't know if the Damian Lillard thing is going to work there because what we saw in the first half is they didn't like something, so they, what, they fire their coach, get a new guy in. You get Doc Rivers in, no guarantees they're going to like this guy. How many games has he coached them, three or four? No, he's he's been there for about eight games now. Has it been that many? Uh, yeah, I think they're like three and five or three and six. So they've like been that. terrible, but the thing is, you know, he's got to establish his own routine, and maybe they don't like that. Maybe that's one of the reasons they got rid of the coach to begin with. They were in second place before all of a sudden they started, oh, we don't play any defense. Here come the Cavaliers on a crazy run that nobody saw. And we mentioned 18-3, and three, and AC said it during one of the games two weeks ago. When you start grouping together eight-game and nine-game winning streets, it's just a matter of time. You're just catching. They snuck up on teams. Yeah, no doubt. They Look, were in ninth place in the East, yeah. ended up in the second place. Yeah. So uh, a good run. Let's hope it continues. By the way, the best single season from beyond the arc by a team it? in NBA history, the 96-97 Charlotte Hornets. Oh, my gosh. Who shot as a team 42.8% from beyond the arc. Uh, beyond the arc, excuse me, the Golden State Warriors second in 2015-16 when the Cavaliers beat them in the finals. They shot it at 41.6, wow. I believe, and I'll have to look. I'm just going to guess this. The common denominator between the Hornets and the Warriors, there was a Curry on each team. I think Del Curry was with the Hornets wow. that year that they led the league and have the best shooting percentage from three in a season. And then, of course, you got Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors. So uh, the Cavaliers' best season overall shooting from beyond the arc occurred in 1989-90 when they shot 40.7% from beyond the arc. And that's when I believe you had Mark Price for three, Steve Kerr for three, Craig Elo for three you had those three guys hoisting up uh triples back in the day but they didn't hoist it up like 40 times a game no that, that's just it um uh, you know from that you know back then uh, i would say it's such a different game now yeah, kenny what maybe 10 12 threes Jeez. was a lot back in the day right i mean uh, mark price was the leading scorer on that team how about the year price had 19.6 points per game that year 9.1 assists per game wow. that year yeah, that might have been his um, 50, 40, 90 year when he shot 50% from the field, 40% from three-point range, and over 90% wow. from the – I'll have to look that up to see if that was the year. But, um, yeah, so uh, Cavaliers' best season overall was 40.7% uh, from beyond the arc. So uh, get me to 35 now. With as many as you're shooting, the percentage is going to be lower, JT. It's just because you're, yeah. you're, you're, you would rather shoot a bad three than a bad two. Right, because if it goes in, then you get three versus two. So what do you do? You, how many guys have uh, you know perfected the James Harden uh, three-step hop back uh, and and shoot that three? Mm-hmm. And so, you know what? If uh, they can continue to shoot at around thirty-five percent as a team, uh, that will help them win more than they lose here in the second half of the season and position them well in the standings for the postseason. Cavaliers' win total last year is 51 games. With 15 games, you win 15 games this season. Out of the remaining 29, you equal that number. 
Is that a big deal to hit that 51 mark? 50 wins does mean something in the NBA. And you hope that by getting to that number again, you are in a good position for home court advantage, right? 45 doesn't get you home court advantage. 50 and above gives you a chance to have home court advantage at least in one round of the playoffs. So, yeah, it would be nice, you know, go back-to-back years of 51 wins, 102 wins in two seasons. That'd be a, that'd be a nice, uh, you know, goal for them. I don't know if that's a team goal um, or they don't care what the win total is as long as they're the number two seed, right? Right. That's more more important, the seeding, than the total number of wins. But the more wins you have, the higher seed you're going to get. Well, that's another good thing with J.B. Bickerstaff that we've seen this year so far is the fact that Cavaliers seemingly, they want to play hard every night. Okay? There are certain teams that may take this night off, may take that night off. Maybe they think they can flip the switch, make a mad rush to the playoffs. This team's a little bit different than I've seen in a long time. And this goes back to even probably maybe early LeBron James era because it seemed as though the game has changed where these veteran players wanted to play hard every night. I don't know if you get that every night anymore in this NBA. Or maybe I'm just echoing the thoughts that we hear on a national basis because we think that most of these veterans didn't want to be at the All-Star game. If they don't want to be at the All-Star game, how much do they want to play for their team? We're going to break in right now, live from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Hey, let, let's, I know you usually do it and sprinkle the infield, but we have to celebrate an anniversary All when right. we come back. It's a, a day that will live uh, in sports history forever. Think about that. We'll tell you what anniversary it is and take you back to it right after this. This is Cavs head coach J.B. Bickerstaff, and you're listening to the Kenny and J.T. Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC.